Guys, some odd news out of Japan, or as they call it in Japan, news. A giant 60-foot-tall robot that can walk and move its arms was unveiled in Tokyo yesterday. The robot is part of a tourist attraction which will open later this month. The attraction will open by the end of December and will have destroyed most of Tokyo by the end of January. <laughs> Uh, James Corden featured on 60 Minutes on Sunday night. Now, that is a uh, <laughs> CBS property, so obviously it's a promo for their own show. But he is an interesting, very, very talented dude. Oh, yeah. Song and dance man, right? Yeah. Um, so the election was almost a month ago. And we're starting to get some information about what people were interested in as they went to the polls and uh, some of the breakouts. Uh, you might have heard some of the initial information from exit polling. I have been... C- convinced by a couple of people that really understand polling that exit polling is completely as i heard it described hot garbage mm. um uh never pay attention to exit polling and even more so this year with record number mail yeah voting. it's always been garbage and it was even more so this year so wow so yeah. just don't pay attention to exit polling in the future but it's been a while now and so there's some stuff that we can actually nail down uh start this is from the dispatch and sarah isger who does this for a living breaking this stuff down um, in case you didn't notice, the polls were wrong again, and they've got a graphic highlighting how skewed the polls were against Republicans uh, in 2020 state by state. Just wrong in the same direction again. Polling organizations do not get right-leaning Trump-type voters, and nobody's exactly sure why that is, but it's pretty clear that they don't. Now, will that go back to something being kind of normal with Trump not on the scene? I have no idea, but... Uh, On to another topic. The polarization continues to accelerate. The Wall Street Journal looked at landslide counties since 1980. A landslide county is any place where either either presidential candidate won by at least 20 points more than their national total. Hmm. In in 1980, landslide counties were 4%. So when Reagan dominated Carter in 1980, there were only 4% of the counties where it was a landslide county, 20-point plus win or more this time around. And it's been growing little by little a third. Wow. So it's gone from 4% to one out of three counties are landslide counties. That's how differently we see the world. Wow. Isn't that, that might be the most important stat of the entire election. We not only, you know, we're self segregating. That's got to be it, isn't it? It doesn't kind of go one way or the other. It's just you're you're in a county that's really this way or really that way. And what what would explain that? I mean, even if you know you got uh, uh, Joe Getty County, I founded it. You got a big statue in the town square of me. The Antifa just tried to tear it down, but I had it <laughs> built with titanium, so they couldn't. Um, so you're there in Joe Getty County, and, and you have, uh, we got the 50,000 people there. Now, the politics of America are getting more and more polarized. The Republicans hate the Democrats, the Democrats hate the Republicans. But that doesn't change the number of votes in either direction. It, it has to be we're self-segregating, or what am I missing? No, I think that's... I would guess economics is a, not necessarily self-segregating. Shut but, up, poor boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, like a, <laughs> renters versus homeowners, right? I, I would I would, yeah. I would, wager that there's pretty strong polarization politically in, in those sort of uh, counties. But, but you're saying there are some counties that are much more heavily renters yes. and others that are much more heavily homeowners. Clearly, that's true, yeah. Um, uh, the party of the rich has shifted over the last 40 years, and this didn't start with Trump. It's been going on since 1980. 
Americans living in the richest counties in America have been slowly trending away from Republicans, which used to be seen as the rich person party, toward Democrats. As rural and non-college educated voters have moved heavily in the favor of the Republicans. And the graph is quite amazing. Well, I, I'm sorry that uh, that uh, undermines Sean's it argument does. in that, you know, densely populated urban areas are obviously more renter heavy. Um, presidential voting in counties with the highest median income, you go back to 1980, it was 91 to 9 Republicans. 91 to 9, the rich counties, Check. went Republican. Not Check. even close. And now it is about 60-40 Democrat. And it's wow. been going slowly that direction. So that is also a major change in the last 40 years in the alignment of the parties. Boy, we're an odd country. And an odd people. One more thing to throw in before I get to the what issues were important to us. The election that is still going on in Georgia that will determine the Senate is by far becoming the, the most expensive election in history. It's not even close. The two races have already attracted more than $270 million in ad spending. To give you an example, the entire U.S. Senate race across the entire country in 2014 was 75 million. Oh this one God. is 270 already. <laughs> All of the Senate in the whole country in 2014 was 75 million. Wow. So, as was predicted, tons of money pouring into that race. Wow. So, what was on people's minds if they went to the polls? Well, if you listen to talk radio, and watch cable news, you hear about a lot of issues that get a couple of percentage points. <laughs> um, and also some on the, uh, the bigger stuff. By far the number one issue. What voters in November's election cited as the most important issue facing the nation, 41% said the coronavirus. And obviously that's getting a lot of coverage everywhere. Sure, of course. 41% the coronavirus. 28% the economy and jobs. The only other one close to double digits is health care at 9%. Which is pretty much COVID. Well, partly COVID. Uh, immigration, 3%. Abortion, 3%. Wow. Law enforcement issues, marches all across the country, nonstop discussions everywhere. Defund the police, defund the police. 4%. Hmm. Climate change, 4%. Wow. Asked about in every debate because it's so damn important. 4% say the voters. Um, so there you go. A if I were going to be the devil's advocate. Foreign and, uh, policy, 1%. People just do not care about foreign, foreign policy. Oh, oh boy. Uh, if I were to be the devil's advocate, and I hear the position pays quite well, um, <laughs> I'd say if you remove that uh, 41%, was it, uh, COVID? The, yeah. Those would be redistributed, 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 they would be given out to uh, those other True. areas. True. And it's difficult to say in what proportions. True, but um, if, you, if you were going to look at that graph, you wouldn't spend a lot of time on uh, cable news shows or debates talking about those issues. No. No, indeed. It's always the jobs and the economy, folks. The rest will work itself out. Foreign policy matters, of course, uh, and I expect the foreign policy of the Biden administration to be terrible and inept. But you know, we'll see. We'll give him a chance. Boy, so we're, so we're going to talk a little bit later about the uh, the the. It's becoming laughable how softbally the press is being <laughs> with Joe Biden and the incoming administration. Yes, and it's just. 
It, it's it's what human beings do. You you veer one way very far, and then you go way, way, way the other direction uh, to compensate, I guess. And there's some really good questions you could be throwing out about a number of the uh, the people that Joe Biden is uh, naming to various posts. Uh, one perfect example would be this new uh, Treasury Secretary. What's her name? Yellen? Janet Yellen. Mm-hmm. She is, we played the clip earlier, uh, Joe Biden is walking somewhere in the, the question, how is your foot? Are you okay? I'm doing great. Thanks. You know, <laughs> on the on any show that is discussing his choices, it's all about first woman this, first Indian American that, all that sort of stuff. It's all identity politics. Um, and they don't do any press conferences, and if they did, nobody would ask him these questions. She is a hardcore budget hawk. A lot of Republicans are pretty happy with her as a choice for Treasury Secretary. Mm. Hardcore budget hawk. Really concerned about deficits. Pretty obvious question is, you've got the most extended, expensive agenda tenfold of any pres- incoming president in history. Makes Barack Obama seem like Cal- Calvin Coolidge. Mm. Um, how does that fit with the this the the incoming Secretary of the Treasury? That's interesting to that me. That seems Why? like a decent question. Well, it's a great question. Uh, on the one hand, I would point out that the press no longer does what the press used to do, and you need to get over it. They are cheerleaders for one side, not the other. But having said that, you would think they would be cheerleading for liberalism more than just Joe Biden. Because appointing Janet Yellen is not a a lefty. It's not a progressive move. This is the theme. The theme is a return to normal and calm, and they don't want anything that would look like conflict. To say, hey, you just chose a secretary of state who was not only pro-Iraq war, but like even in hindsight is pro the war in Iraq and wanted to get more involved in Syria, wanted to enforce Barack Obama's red line. So what's going on that with that? Do you does, does President Biden agree with him, or they they what's going on? They don't want to see any conflict. They want to, they want the image to be that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's a grown up here. Everybody is in agreement. Everything's going to be calm and placid from here on out. Which that must it is be going it. to be more calm and more placid. But to to, to 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 just ignore all the issues seems ridiculous. Yeah, that's so odd. I mean, because the the the, the newsrooms of America are peopled with these hyper progressive uh, savage beasts. We've talked about that for months. On the other hand, virtually every move Biden's made has been a just a thumb in the eye to the squad. Yeah, for instance, oh, yeah. that near a tandem who's never going to get approved at the uh, management budget. Um, but she's despised by the Bernie Sanders crowd and the progressive left. Oh, you so. were persona non grata if you were pro-Iraq war in the Democratic Party not very many years ago. Right. Forget it. You're not going to do anything. Yeah. And now I, you can so, be Secretary yeah. of State. I thought I had the media figured out, but, man, they're incompetent and lazy and ideological in ways I hadn't even imagined. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Um, how, how do you like this headline? More than half of emergency small business funds went to large business. That's a good one. Yeah, plus, oh, we have another round of nominations for the Gavvies, the Gavin Newsom Awards for COVID hypocrisy. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Absolutely. We print that Batman. right on the trophy. Yeah, that's what it says on the trophy. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. yes. That's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm tired of people telling us what to do. I worry about it, yes, but it doesn't rule my life. 
So that's someone who renamed their restaurant the French Laundry something or other to uh, to, to, to to mock Gavin Newsom. Is that what's going on there? Yeah, uh, I think is that story? LA, uh, eatery that they're forcing to close, rename themselves the French Laundry. <laughs> yeah, that that story still gets traction. New York Times mentioned that prominently in another story today about uh, hypocrisy across the nation and uh, yes. politicians running into headwinds with closings. And they used a bunch of examples that we've used. Yep, yep. I, I thought this was going to be a weekly feature at most. But welcome back, my friends, to the Daily Gavi Awards for hypocrisy during COVID. Rules for thee, not for me. God, look, you th- look at Gladys conducting the orchestra. You would That's think nice. after Gavin got caught that nobody would do this now. Like that, that uh, the L.A. County woman going to the restaurant. I mean, you'd think after Gavin got caught doing that, everybody would be super duper careful. <laughs> but that just shows if you. If you thought that, you'd be a fool. That just shows you how little they care, how little regard they have for this sort of thing. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Shut up, Batman. <laughs> Two nominees today, Jack. Oh, and a fine crop of nominees it is. San Francisco Mayor London Breed, whose name sounds like a band name, London Breed, uh, reportedly dined at the pricey French Laundry Restaurant in Napa just three days before banning indoor dining in her own city. And I believe that it was the day after Gavin Mussolini was at that fancy party at the same restaurant. Yeah, that uh, that restaurant staying pretty busy with officials who were closing restaurants all over the place. There are there are several details of this that are absolutely charming. Um, oh, whoops, that's the wrong version of the story. Hang on a second, let me get back to it. Uh, yeah, the uh, the mayor uh, dined with seven other people including socialite Goretti Lo-Louis, who was celebrating her 60th birthday. I've applied again and again for a job as a socialite, and they just they never call me back. Now, Just in general, you take the pandemic out of it. Should your elected officials be going to the nicest restaurants in the world? Why? Why why, Why would your public servants be going to the nicest restaurants you never dream of going to? Right. Why would it they go when their friends have birthdays? They have them at the most expensive restaurants in the world. And what's uh, hilarious is this London breed woman is to the left of Trotsky. I mean, she is absolutely the yeah, progressive that, that, that progressive. Is a, that is a funny angle of it. Um, you got to be crazy connected or wealthy to go to these places. Right. And she's dining with a socialite uh, at the, the, the most expensive restaurant in the, in the certainly in California. One of the fanciest restaurants in the world. Now. Oh, well, the big question is whether the mayor dined outdoors or indoors. And uh, her spokesperson described the table as open air. But the San Francisco Chronicle, on the other hand, said it was similar to the indoor-outdoor room where Newsom ate on November 6th, which sure uh, looked indoors to me. But it's not clear how many households were there. It's not clear exactly the uh, outdoorsiness of it. And it doesn't appear to be in strict violation of that county's rules. So let's move on to our second nominee, if we're ready for that. But the spirit of it, for crying out loud, you're closing restaurants because it's so damn dangerous, but you personally go. And then again, the kind of restaurant you go to when people are suffering like that, you just don't care about people. 
You're not a public servant that cares about people when you're doing that openly. I long for the day when a plebeian like you could be whipped in the street for your insolence, boy. (laughs) That's the quote from London Breed. Whipped in the street. (laughs) Oh, my God. On the other hand, Jack, that's not our only nominee. Congratulations. It's an honor just to be nominated for Mayor Hancock of Denver. Oh, his story is one that will shock and thrill you. Uh, Michael Hancock, the mayor of Denver, who's come up uh, in COVID times for his hypocrisy and odd pronouncements more than once. Since making national headlines for hopping on an airplane to Mississippi to visit his wife and youngest daughter for Thanksgiving, after urging everyone to refrain from traveling, Mayor Michael Hancock's office sent an apology email to city staff on Monday, admitting he was wrong. To city staff, but not the people. First, I want to say that my decision was unwise and hypocritical. A mistake that I deeply want to apologize for. I like this new apology thing where if you just state your crime, somehow yeah. you get... I oh, I'm a liar and a jackass. I'm a hypocrite. I cheated you. I stole extensively. I take full responsibility. <laughs> right. We're all humans and we fall. Uh, we have our winner, Jack. It's Mayor Hancock of Denver, the winner of the Gavi Award oh, for wow. COVID hypocrisy in government. Congratulations, Mr. Mayor. So I've got a different kind of hypocrisy in government we're going to be able to get to. Did you hear about the Hungarian politician? He's hardcore anti-gay, this and that. He got caught at an orgy with 25 dudes. Have that you heard doesn't prove story? he's gay. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> They really seem to let their guard down by the last day. If I could do this over and go back in time, I would not do this event again. That's the organizer of a swingers party in New Orleans that happened over the weekend, and mm, which wow. now 41 people have tested positive for the coronavirus. <laughs> they had Tell you uh, what, if that's all you test positive for after that, that's a win. That's a win. They had masks, <laughs> social distancing, and uh, antibody tests and all kinds of stuff, and they said people were pretty diligent Friday and Saturday, but by, by the time Sunday rolled around, uh, it seemed like all rules were uh, forgotten. And the swingers party got out of control, and now 41 people have tested positive. Well, at least we care a little bit about our debauchery as opposed to Hungary, where you've got a member of parliament who has resigned. This particular Victor Orban uh, was very hardcore uh, anti-gay rights stuff of any kind. The well, government, wait a minute. Orban's the president, isn't the he? The prime minister. Yeah. Um, prime minister. Uh, the crackdown on LGBTQ rights in Hungary that has been going on since he was elected prime minister in 2010 you have a whole bunch of people that were caught at this 25-man orgy. 25-man, not person. These were all dudes. Hey, uh, hey guys, when when did the chicks show up? The who? <laughs> I, uh, I think I, you misunderstand. <laughs> I think they all attended to knowing full well that it was a sausage party. Yes, indeed. Some people refer to these things. Um, uh, so, yeah, that is something. The police found 25 naked men at the gathering, including a bunch of politicians. Uh, the, the, the newspaper quoted local police as saying we interrupted a GB. I won't put a finer point on that. Um, a great bash. The, uh, exactly. The, the Orban's Hungarian government has curtailed LGBTQ rights since he was elected prime minister in 2010. Uh, and, uh, the announcement was, I deeply regret violating the COVID restrictions. It was irresponsible <laughs> on my part. I'm ready to stand for the fine that occurs. 
And that was Orban himself? So no, that's a, a, a different dude who is the okay. most outspoken member of his oh, party. I see, okay. Anti-LGBTQ yeah. rights. But his only regret is violating the COVID restrictions. You're anti-gay everything, <laughs> and you got caught at not only, you know, uh, gay activity, but not even like normal gay activity. Most people oh, don't listen, get involved. Listen to the heteronormative man judge. Most people don't, are disgusted by the idea of two dozen naked, random people having sex with each other. Burr. And that's what you think is a good way to spend your evening. And your 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 apology to uh, to your constituents <laughs> is, and eh, we should have we should have socially distanced. I'm sorry. You know that's that all, that almost sounds like a, a Gavi nominee. I'd oh, say that's close. Well, <laughs> to paraphrase the Beastie Boys, you got to fight for your right to orgy. Wow, way to go, Hungary! Uh, I'm supposed to say this. I'm just going to read it verbatim from executive producer Mike Hansen. In the Armstrong and Getty store today, masks. You need masks. We got masks. Damn good masks. Get the A and G Air Force mask or the classic ketchup and mustard logo mask now. Order your A and G gear now so that your loved one will get it by Christmas. Oh, and we have uh, upped the ante. We've spent a little money, and there are now uh, enhanced shipping options. Okay, so you can get them quicker. Uh, get your stuff quicker, and some of the some of the swag is great. And it helps uh, keep everybody employed. The masks so, have the adjustable ear straps on them. I hadn't had a mask do, like that before. That's a uh, that, oh. that that helps. You know, well, you're right. That's that's a beautiful uh, thing to uh, to mention, especially for the small headed. They're not comfortable. A problem I have or the gigantic headed. Hello, um, yeah, they're they're adjustable. They're comfortable. They're light. They don't get that weird chemical stank to them. I wore them cross country and back flying. So anyway, ArmstrongandGetty.com. Love this story. More than half of the emergency small business funds went to large businesses. New data shows. That's your Paytech Protection Program. More than half. More than half. That's incredible. About 600 mostly larger companies, including dozens of national chains, received the maximum amount allowed under the program of $10 million. Are these names known? Are they kind of like, can, can that be figured out? Uh, oh, yeah. Who who it was exactly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, that's... We, yeah, that's the data that's coming out. And Should we, will... we be mad at the company or just for the government for allowing it to happen? If they didn't violate laws, if they merely looked at the letter of the law and their compliance guys said, yeah, you're in the clear because of paragraph three. I, I don't know. I, I suppose I could fault them for being against the spirit of the thing. Uh, and, and I want to get a little more into this because it's pretty interesting. But how mad are you if you're running a small business? I, as I've said before, I personally know more people who have closed their business than have COVID. Yes. Uh, since this whole thing has started, you closed your business and you got big businesses that weren't supposed to get this money getting the money. How mad does that make you? How do you ever pay taxes again? Well, and this is the problem with gigantic sweeping government programs. They're impossible to implement properly. We were talking about how Medicaid is hemorrhaging $100 billion a year on purpose yesterday. So the officials from the – oh, what I want to start to say was we cannot say enough that there ought to be good, solid aid programs for small businesses and laid-off employees going on right now. Okay, maybe you disagree, but if you agree with the premise – it ought to be happening right now. And the Democrats in the House of Representatives have so clearly rejected two-thirds of a loaf, 
saying, nope, we're not going to take it. We're not going to give it to the waitresses and the, the line workers and the, and the blue-collar Americans. Nope, we're not going to unless we get everything we ask for, which is primarily a bailout of irresponsible state and uh, city governments. They have not gotten you that aid. Now, the, the mainstream media is not telling you that, but, I mean, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the great political scandals I've ever seen, and nobody's talking about it, how they intentionally stopped aid to you, the average American, to score political points. It's we have disgusting. A, we have a problem. We through the Trump era because of all the all kinds of different reasons that have been discussed to death. But we've lost our way in our ability to have a, a conversation about any issues. Yeah. The, the media has 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 lost its ability to do that. Um and uh and and we the consumer of the media have lost the ability to to scrutinize them on it. Uh, I guess it's it. We're out. We're so far out of whack. I don't know how we get back in whack. Mm-hmm. Can we get back into whack in any way that there can be anything close to reasonable coverage of giant legislation so that we can take it in as citizens and then kind of have a discussion about it? I, I'm not sure we can anymore. I'm not sure we have the attention span for that sort of thing. And the idea of the media as the protector of the average American, I mean, that sounds so quaint and warm. It, it reminds me of sitting on my grandpa's lap. I mean, it's it's a distant memory. But the Treasury Department Small Business Administration are arguing the program primarily benefited smaller businesses. Because, Jack, the vast majority of the loans, more than 87%, were for less than $150,000. How can you argue with that? Well, you could argue with with it by pointing out that uh, more than half of the money went to bigger businesses. So the vast majority of the individual loans went to small businesses. But in terms of the $522 billion, more than half went to big businesses. And only 28% of the total was distributed in those amounts, less than $150,000. So it was about a quarter of the money went to little guys. Now, to satisfy what I'm sure is the quest for uh, justice that uh, is beating in positive Sean's chest, um, I will tell you this. Let me scroll down. Uh, The data released Tuesday disclosed for the first time the exact dollar figures received by some of the top recipients, showing that a number of chains received the maximum $10 million. We will name those chains. After a quick note from our good friends at Simply Safe Home Security, who point out that there's always a rise in break-ins during the holiday holidays, and that's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. Yeah, I hate that stat that there's a rise in break-ins this time of the year. But the only time I've ever had my home broken into was Christmas, uh, when they knew there were packages under a tree and that sort of thing. And just, you know, it's horrifying on all kinds of different levels. Well, yeah, they're conveniently conveniently boxed for the thieves. Yeah, but Simply Safe has got a heck of a deal going on right now. Huge holiday sale, 40% off any Simply Safe system with a free security camera. Now, how good is Simply Safe? The best. The best home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. CNET Editor's Choice for Home Security. Named best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. And yet, there's no long contract. You install it yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. It's an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. Then 24-7 monitoring. Get 40% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today when you go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. The deal expires Friday, so I jump on it right now. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for that special deal.
So uh, the data on the Small Business Administration, small business uh, grants that went to big businesses, showed a number of restaurant chains received the maximum $10 million. Among them, the parent companies of Uno Pizzeria and Grill, legal seafoods, as opposed to what, like illegal seafoods? This bass has been kept at room temperature for like a week and a half. Hey, hey Joe, what? you want some puffer fish? <laughs> uh, also, the, uh, the parent company, Boston Market and Cava Meze Grill, which I do not know. Law firms, churches, and professional staffing services were also among recipients of $10 million loans. Psst, hey, Charlie Brown. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Clean. You want a puffer fish? So looking at some of the... <clears throat> The larger uh, publicly traded companies that received some of the... So here is some of the, the cash on hand of these companies that received, uh, what was it, $10 million was the maximum amount? Correct, sir. Uh, so we got, uh, I won't name the companies, It's uh, but $263 million on, on hand, $72 million on hand. Oh, boy. $73 million, $103 million, uh, $69 million, with these market caps that would reflect what companies like that would have. And mm, it, for, wow. for them to even apply for this just seems so far beyond the pale to me. Yeah. Yeah, unless unless I hear uh, an argument that m- makes sense, I would agree. Um, it's certainly in violation of the spirit of the whole thing. And the people I know who went out of business, you know, they had no cash on hand. You know why they closed down? They had zero dollars. They, they were in debt. They were putting stuff on their credit card. They can't right. release more shares to raise funds. Yeah, in, tra- in addition to traditional mom-and-pop shops, the program was open to a broad array of businesses, including independent contractors like Uber drivers. Uh, healthcare workers, nonprofit organizations, churches, schools, Wall Street investment firms, and others. Now, initially, uh, industries that uh, profited from gambling were excluded, but the gambling industry uh, lobbied and were included. Included also strip clubs and payday lenders argued their businesses have been hurt, and many of them ended up receiving loans. And sure, well, I'm sure the strip clubs are hurt, and if it's legal and it's uh, you know, and the, and the strippers can't shake their hoochie, uh, they're. Uh, uh, sure, give him a little money. Uh-huh. And how many politicians <laughs> knew where this money was going but didn't say anything? Oh, yeah, of course. Because they're friends with or invested in uh, these places. That's uh, that's crony capitalism at its worst. Yeah. You know, that reminds me, what time is it? Do I have time for this thought? It's it's a big thought, Jack. It's a heavy thought, but deep we do not thoughts. have time for it. Deep thought, exactly. I have a deep thought for you. It is both simple and complex. Whoa. It is both clear and opaque. Woof. It is both uh, animal and vegetable and mineral. Uh, no, but it's it's a it's thought a worth It's a floor wax and a dessert topping. <laughs> it's worth keeping in mind, and we'll have that for you in a second. Hang on. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, are you following the story of um, Jen Psaki, who's going to be Biden's press secretary, wearing the the, the Soviet Union hat? Are you? Have you been following what? the story? Oh, no, you I've missed that. So there's a picture of her wearing uh, one of those furry uh, Russian hats. It's yeah. a pink da. one, and it's got the hammer and sickle on it. So it's a Soviet Union hat. What? And, and so obviously people were putting that picture around because look who he picked as his press secretary. Somebody wearing the hammer and sickle Soviet Union hat. But I guess the backstory is it was a photo op and a joke or something like that. But then the question is, but 
you ban you you banned this from Twitter because it's misleading, but you didn't. You know, it's one of those things mm. uh, that the that lacks context, so you're not allowing it to happen. But there are all kinds of other things that. With similar context that you do allow. It's so this, one of those this got flagged by various yeah. social media oh, things? Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, heavily flagged. I glanced briefly at Twitter twice during vacation, and it was great. The Not that, the the rest of the time that I didn't. You know, if you... And if, all that controversy and stuff. If you follow, if you if you just glance at the right people, it's one of the best ways to get information that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. But if you don't just glance at those people, and then if you start reading the comments... You will immediately, you know, get sucked into the 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 the, the dumpster fire. So, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh wait, uh, one text I wanted to mention because yeah. we uh, we mentioned the Hungarian politician that is now resigning. He's an anti-gay rights politician, high level in parliament, um, who got caught at an orgy with twenty-five dudes, twenty-five naked dudes. He snuck out the back and got arrested in the street. Well, if you're going to have an orgy, I'd hope they'd be naked dudes. And we got this text. I'm a gay man living in Northern California my whole life. I've never been invited to a gay orgy. <laughs> Making the point that this isn't a normal thing that you do it's as a, a gay little freaky. man. It's a, it's way out there. And you're like trying to roll back any gay rights whatsoever as a politician. And you're rolling around with two dozen naked guys. That's that's so out there. And it changed the name of that country to Well Hungary. Oh my! Wow, <laughs> Michael, it's dead crowd here tonight. Come on, folks! <laughs> all, nobody... all, all I picture is just a big ball of sweaty hair. Do we not have the sitcom laugh handy anymore, Michael? <laughs> I didn't think it deserved it. <laughs> it clearly didn't. I think if it. I saw it, I'd be no longer hungry. Is what I would be. Ew. So, are are you done with your gross yes. sex stories? So I can get to yes. material human beings can use mm-hmm. our listeners, for instance. Very briefly, friend just texted. I will keep him anonymous. But his contracting firm applied for and received an SBA loan for twenty nine thousand dollars. That's the way it's supposed to work. The problem is, I didn't apply for it. He writes. SBA fraud person said that thousands of fraudulent loans have been funded through this program. Okay. It's probably hundreds of thousands. Oh, yeah. So, uh, on to my, my deep thought. And it's, I realize to some of you it's going to seem over, overly simple and even a tad obvious, but I think it's worth remembering. And I can't remember exactly what the circumstances were when I was thinking about it, but I was communicating with my daughter, my youngest, uh, who lives and works in the Washington, D.C. area. She's just completing the, her course of study in government and, and data and voting and all sorts of stuff. And uh, and I was reading a little bit of the, the very little news I took in about um, the changing of the guard in Washington, D.C. and and, uh, and all the lobbying that's going on, the zillions of dollars pouring into the Georgia uh, Senate race. Just remember this, my friends. Very simple thing. Washington, D.C., if you've been there recently, you know this, is a very energetic city. People are on the move. They're on the go. There's lots of traffic. There are lots of young, good-looking folks. Go, go, going. What is the energy that animates Washington, D.C.? It's not patriotism. It's not your best interests. The energy that animates Washington, D.C. is greed. It's where the money is. Pure and simple. Same reason people came to California. It's where the gold was. Greed. Well put. The gold rush is Washington, D.C. 
the programs, the, the buildings, the lobbyists, all of it. It's, it's a pipeline for unthinkable amounts of money to flow through. And like some Mexican gas pipeline, there are people lined up at little valves draining as much as they can from it. The energy that animates Washington, D.C. is greed. Sure. Never forget it. Three and a half trillion tax dollars flow in every year, and it's going somewhere. Right. You go there and you try to get your little chunk of it or your Listen. big chunk of it, since that's all, like most of the most expensive counties in America. Hey, brother, I uh, I'm uh, I have authority over $100 million worth of grants. I'm going to steer it uh, toward you. And your company, I will fashion the rules in such a way that you'll have the inside track. And then I'd really appreciate a, a job on your board when I'm done in a couple of years. Uh, about 250k a year would do. I'm going to be serving on a couple of other boards. That's all I ask. That is the energy of Washington, D.C. Stop spe- sending more money there. Stop voting for policies that imagine they'll build you a utopia. Cut it out. God, you're being played for such suckers. The grand eloquent speeches about how they're going to bring you equity and fairness and the rest of that crap. It's money, man. Um, so the world's or America's worst serial killer. We're knowing we're learning more about him. Have you been following this story? Yeah. Samuel, yeah, Samuel Little. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll delve into that. I mean, there's the. There, there's a bit of a fascination with serial killers that people tend to have. Uh, usually I get a little ways into it, and I think, why am I giving this guy any of my time? But there, there's some interesting nuggets to the story. And on a lighter note, because everything is, one of the funniest bits of sarcastic uh, chronicling of the social justice warriors and their travails. Uh, I love this thing. I just came across. We'll share it with you. Also, the anti-constitutionality of Chaz Chop from Seattle. Armstrong and Getty.